if we can keep our business pretty simple and not sell a whole lot of different things, it allows us to feel more focused. It allows us to actually, I think, be perhaps better at the things we are delivering because our time is not so split. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Hello, and welcome back to the Hustle Rebellion, episode 39. So this guest, I have known her for quite a while, and she's doing really amazing things in the world of digital marketing training. And is a really beautiful, I guess, motivator, inspires people to create content online, especially when you're scared and you don't even want to create content online. She's really good at helping you know what to do and how to get your business out there. So Emily Osmond is who's on the show today in this episode. And look, guys, she has a podcast as well. So if you're looking for other new podcasts, hers is called The Emily Osmond Show. She has listeners in more than 100 countries. She also has a membership that we're going to talk a little bit about today in our conversation. It's called The Modern Marketing Collective. She does retreats and events from time to time as well. She is a relatively new mom. Her baby boy just turned 10 months as of today when we're actually filming and creating this episode originally from England and now lives in Melbourne in Australia and we have a really great chat she's gonna have some good tips for you guys on what she's done in her business recently to simplify her offerings which I really feel was an important theme in our conversation so you definitely want to hear about that and just some really great tips not only on creating content for your content marketing but simplifying what you are doing too because she's doing it right now so you definitely want to stay tuned and listen to this. Well, 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 Emily, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. It's so nice to be here with you, Heather, and have a chat. I'm so excited as well. I was like going through my little socials and, you know, previous conversations with people, and I've loved the chats we've had in the past, and I just know you're going to have some really good things to share. So I'm excited Aww. to share you with my listeners. I hope so. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thank you. So dear listeners, you guys always know I love to jump straight into some really tangible tips. And then we're going to get to know Emily as we go more in this conversation. So Emily, I want to start straight into it around three tips that you have of how either you've grown your business, because I know it's grown a lot. I mean, you have your own podcast and a lot we'll talk about either how you've grown your business or you work with your clients, three tips for growing a business with less of that hustle, grind, stress cycle. Yes. As you would know too, it's kind of different for everyone. So this is what I found for me and a lot of my clients. So step number one, and this I think we can all find hopefully helpful, is just being super realistic about the time that we have. As you know, Heather, I have a young son. He's 10 months today. We were just chatting about that. And so my time has drastically changed in terms of how much I have available nowadays. So I think what can be really, really helpful is having a look at, okay, what are the available hours that I have in the week? And what are the tasks that I need or want to do in my business? And then looking at, okay, well, with those tasks, how many hours do I need to allocate to each of them per week or per month? And then seeing how that fits into the time you have available. And from there, it helps us know, okay, well, that to-do list that I have is just totally not reasonable (laughs) and I'm putting so much pressure on myself. 
And it also allows us, I think, to then prioritize to the things that are really most important for our business and the things that would be more fun, perhaps, but not as important. And I know that I can be guilty of like always wanting to do the fun stuff, the new stuff, the let's create this thing. But really, at the end of the day, there's, as you would know, just really core essential, sometimes more boring things (laughs) that are the basics, like sending that weekly email and being consistent with what we're doing and whatever it looks like to actually get done. So that's the first one, being realistic and actually knowing how much time we have available during the week. And then how are we allocating that time and being really intentional with that? So number two, now this is what I found works well for me, is offering fewer things that people can actually buy from me. Ooh, keep going. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have found, and I do see this with people that I work with as well, is that if we can keep our business pretty simple and not sell a whole lot of different things, It allows us to feel more focused. It allows us to actually, I think, be perhaps better at the things we are delivering because our time is not so split. It's easier to communicate to our audience as well because we're trying to promote fewer things over the available time that we have in our social media and our email schedule and all that type of thing. So for me in my business, that really looks like having one core online offering and then some events that I offer. And that's changed a bit over time. When I started my business, I, as many of us do, kind of said yes to everything and offered loads of different things. But my time right now feels less hustly because I'm focused. There's only ever a couple of things that I'm ever promoting. And it allows the back end of my business to be pretty simple too in terms of the delivery and the processes we have around those things. And I think the more things that we have to sell... I think like the more effort that has to go into that because there's lots of different messagings that we need to have, lots of different sales that we, promotions that we need to be doing, lots of different things to update and and all of that. So that's my second one is simplify. Love it. And then the third one is understanding really what hustle looks like to us and what it doesn't look like to us. And I think we are also different in the way that we like to work. And sometimes I can find that there are ways that I can get into the zone and work and get a lot of things done that might kind of feel like to other people that would be hustle, whatever it looks like, but it works for me. So it might be looking at, okay, well, how do I work the best? Um, Does that look like for me, which I know it does, is shutting down all the notifications, getting into the groove and getting a whole heap of stuff done and being really productive in that way. And I think like, if I can articulate this better as well, I think it's looking at what is the difference between being productive and working hard versus hustling? And I think like we can also fall into the trap. And I'm curious if you've had these conversations as well, Heather, in terms of maybe thinking, okay, well, I shouldn't hustle or if I'm working really, really hard, I'm doing it wrong here. But I think running a business like you and I do and all of your listeners, there's work that needs to be done. And so understanding how we can do that in a way that feels good to us, whether it is getting up early, whether it is just being really, really like having good boundaries with ourselves and other people during the day when we have that work time is really kind of honoring and understanding ourselves and having that self-awareness so that we can work hard when we need to in the way that best serves us. I think that was a bit of a roundabout answer, but hopefully that made a bit of sense. It made a lot of sense. And based on the conversations I've had with others, that's exactly sort of defining what hard work means to you. I think everyone's agreed. You have to work hard. There are moments where you have to work hard, but it's how you do it, which is what you said, where you don't neglect your self-care. You're not forgetting to go step in on the grass breathe in fresh air, take care of yourself physically with a good diet. It's like 
that's the difference of working hard versus hustling as everyone else has sort of defined it, not necessarily me. And that's exactly what you said. So I'm glad you brought that up as a point. I want to talk about point two a little bit as it applies to your business, because you said you've simplified your business. And I know you have a membership, you have a podcast, I think you have events as well. What is your offering right now? Absolutely. So right now I have my membership, the Modern Marketing Collective, and I also have a retreat that I'm running at the end of the year. And that's kind of it at the minute. I also make some revenue through affiliate marketing, just with things that I recommend and suggest and use myself, and also through some speaking. But in terms of really what I'm selling, there's only ever really one or two things. Now, that is also with the period that I'm at in my life with having my 10-month-old son and being realistic with the time that I have available. I have in the past done some private coaching, and that's certainly something I'd look at adding again. And I've also had another program and a mastermind that I've run, but I have to be realistic going into having my first child who, yeah, (laughs) entered the world in September 2022. Yeah, about, okay, well, what is the capacity that I'm going to have and what's going to be fair to my clients and customers so I can really best serve them and not overextend myself here? How did you choose those offerings? How did you, like literally, because you had coaching, you have the membership, you had different things happening. How did you decide on the things that you're offering now? My membership is something that I've had for about four, I think it's actually going on to about five years, four or five years now. And that's really been the key thing over these past five years. I have had another course that I offered, which was called Scalable, and really enjoyed that. And students got great results in that. But I found myself like a little challenging sometimes splitting the attention, the focus, and where does this one fit in? And when am I promoting this one? And so for me, I'm like, just how simple can I make this? And what if I actually offered just everything I know in this one program? And then I can offer different experiences for people that want maybe some more mentoring from me or whatever that looks like. That's kind of what I'm working through at the minute. Like, okay, let's continue looking at this and thinking, how do I want the structure to be like? The membership has always been there and been a really big part for the past four years or so. I've had some other offers there. And I guess making that decision, it it didn't really need to be a decision to make. It was just, do I re-offer a mastermind? And that felt like, no, that doesn't sit well with me to do that because I'm not going to have the attention while I figure out how to actually become a mum here. <laughs> this speaking of things that really like light me up and fill my cup a bit and get me to events and meeting awesome people. So if the timing works for me, then that's what I say yes to. And yeah, just, I guess, looking at any available space and what is going to kind of make the biggest returns in my business too. And so that also had to look like some events and just re-looking really at, okay, well, I didn't run a retreat or a in-person event over the past 10 months because they do require a lot of organization and don't really return a whole lot, some of them into the bottom line of my business. So I just have to be strategic as well in terms of, okay, well, where am I putting my focus here while I am at a lower capacity with the work that I have to make smart decisions here? So much value in what you have just said from multiple angles, saying yes to the right things and no to others, looking at your numbers and your bottom line and seeing really what is bringing in the revenue that makes you happy and sticking with that. I love that. And on the note of consolidating into the one membership, do you find now that you're able to give more value into the membership? Yes. It's, oh gosh, Heather, (laughs) I'm still like exploring this, to be honest with you. Just, I guess the whole office suite that we have as, as business owners and online business owners. And I did for a while there have the two different offers. And the one was, I guess, a little bit more of the, this is step one. 
and let's get you to this stage. And then this is offer number two, and I'll get you to this stage in there through this content. And I think that works really well. And I also do think that the messaging around that can be really, really clear. If you're at this stage, this is for you. If you're at this stage, this is for you. But part of me also felt like I just want everyone to be able to have everything in this one place. And then the other things that I sell beyond that are more the experience side of things. And for me, that's just what felt good. It also, for me as well, knowing what capacity I had was, well, if I have multiple programs, and for me, I offer the structure of those and the price point I offer them at, I also have support for me so people can ask questions. I also do calls. So looking at my calendar and being like, okay, well, that is kind of having two programs is double the work with double the amount of calls. Is that what I want to do? And how could I make this one program that I have even more value for my students? Yeah. And it has evolved over time and the price has gone up to reflect that as well. But I think it's always revisiting what feels good to us. And also, how is the market changing? And I've seen a shift from my students and people entering my membership around what they want and what they're trying to do in their business and the structure of their business. And so I'm also trying to reflect back in the membership cable. These are kind of the tools and resources that are going to support them as well. Excellent. Oh, such a great conversation so far. I want to change gears now to really let people know how you work because now they know, okay, she's done retreats, she's done events, has events, has this amazing membership. So Can you think, Emily, about a client that either in the past or recently that you've helped, and I would love for you to walk us through the journey of that client. So what were they like when they came to you? What did you do for them? And what was their business or life like as a result of working with them? Hmm. Let me know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of hard to choose one, but let's go. Okay, so (laughs) one of my students that stands out to me, she joined my membership. And she also came to one of my retreats. And I remember conversations with her and kind of like legitimate fears as well around creating videos and sharing things online. And when I looked at her business and looked at her social media, like she really wasn't very active there and she certainly wasn't very visible there. You know, it can feel really intimidating and really scary in terms of what your peers are going to think of you or what your friends and family are going to think of you when you share yourself and when you share your thoughts and all that type of thing. And there can also be fears as well in terms of, well, if I put my thoughts and ideas and kind of my IP out there, aren't other people just going to copy that? And Mm. so there were some of those fears there too. And I don't think there's an easy answer to that because, yeah, they kind of can, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been really wonderful to see this particular person over the past, I don't know, it's probably been a year or so since that retreat, like really take that step forward in her content. She's now creating videos of her speaking. Wow. And I have a bit of a thing around if you're creating content, let's actually hear your voice and let's hear your ideas and let's hear your thoughts rather than just videos that are miming or dancing or that type of thing. So agree. Yes, we're on the same page. (laughs) And so to see her... I guess, have that personal growth in herself and rethinking and finding that courage to create content and videos that share her ideas and thoughts. And she's in a space, she has a business that really helps people with their own development to put herself out there and to actually get to a point through that and through a lot of work that she's done and being strategic with her marketing that she's at capacity in her business. Yeah, she's having people reach out to her and people booking in and she's making money and and all these types of things. For me, it's just really 
I just get absolutely thrilled for people that I guess find that courage, take that action, give it a go, and then see the results. And I think that I don't want to overplay my role in that either because there's so much that then comes from, okay, taking some of these strategies and taking some of this encouragement and then going with it. And if I can kind of add on another yeah. second one to yeah, that. Go for it. So a student that went full-time into her own business and left her job and she's in these like, and I look back, Heather, and maybe you do too, I'm not sure, but of those early days when you are out on your own and full-time in your business and it's so exciting and she's having clients come to her and just seeing her joy and her almost, she can't believe that this is actually like happening. She's like, oh my gosh, it's just working. And I'm putting this content out there. And I'm sharing really good value stuff and I'm having people reach out to me. And like, oh, I just kind of look back in my early business days with a lot of fondness because I think those are really exciting stages when there's a lot of firsts. And so that kind of just made me really excited and happy for her too. Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, a good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, Six Things Your Website Needs to Get More Customers, or download the Ultimate Checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access. So I want to talk about some of the strategies that you shared with a couple of these clients and that you share with yours, because I'm hearing that a big part of what you do is talking about content, what to say, how to position yourself, how to break through the fears. What are some strategies or tips around that that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to content, I have four pillars that I teach around, so I can share those with you. Yeah. Say what they are, and then I'll go into them. So excellent. connection, credibility, value, and promotion. Connection is really about why someone would buy from you. And just sharing a little bit of what I've kind of spoken about just now, what you believe in, what your thoughts are, what makes you unique. And really kind of sharing your values and what you believe in. And that's why someone will decide to work with you over another business and feel that sense of loyalty. So connection type of content. And that is like video, so powerful for that, even though we can have a massive resistance there because none of us particularly like (laughs) the way that we look on video and we feel awkward and it's just like, oh gosh. But fortunately, it does work really, really well. So video can be an easy way to build that connection with the audience and just share more of you. My clients and members are typically in the service space it's important for them to have that rapport with their audience, then become their customers and clients. So that's connection. Number two is value. And I think of this, Heather, like why someone is actually going to follow you or consume your content. It's got to be something in it for them. So this might be tips, tricks, inspiration, whatever's going to give like big or just quick little wins for people and really shows that you know what you're talking about as well. So giving value. And I think some of the mindset stuff around this too, or we can be a little unsure. Well, how much should I give away? Should I actually be telling people some tips here? Uh I hear that a lot. And I think that really be generous because what people can't get through your free content is actually working with you or you actually building their website for them or you actually doing their SEO or whatever it looks like for your business. And I think there's so many of us that just, we don't have the time or we just can't be bothered to actually do it ourselves. But 
by you sharing kind of some tips and tricks and what you know, we're like, okay, that is the person that can help me and let me go ahead and hire them. So that's value. That was number two. Credibility is really just sprinkling through showing that you know your stuff and that other people have endorsed you is a pretty powerful one. There's a stat out there, Heather, it's something like, I think, what is it? Oh gosh, I normally have this in slides when I present on this, but it's something like 86% of people will trust a recommendation even if they don't know the person. It's something like that. So it's like, even though I might not know the person that left that review or gave that recommendation or whatever it might be, just the fact that this business has a lot of credible reviews there is really going to help support my decision to buy from them. Or maybe it's being in the media or maybe it's having awards that you've won. These are all kind of other people or organizations basically endorsing your business and giving you credibility. So I like to just think about sharing a sprinkle of that through. And again, it can feel really uncomfortable because you don't want to be overly self-promoting, but it really does help. And then number four is the promotion. And this is something that I think is very easy to struggle with and feel a bit weird around how to do it. But it's so important to actually share what it is that we sell. And I think so many entrepreneurial people can be so great at sharing the ideas and even sharing the tips and tricks. But often when we go through their content, there's not a whole lot of mention of actually what they sell and what the next step is to go and buy that. So it can be as simple as, hey, I haven't let you know for a little while. I just want to remind you, like, here's how you can work with me. Or it might be doing a little promotion. Hey, over the next month or so, I'm going to be doing this special thing. Or if you join or buy, you also get this. Just thinking about how are you really encouraging and inviting your audience to go ahead and work with you for that small percentage that are going to be ready at any given time. So that's one of the strategies is just thinking about those four types of content. And before you post anything, okay, well, does this fit in strategically to any of those? And some pieces of content will cover several of those categories too. So beautiful answer. Two things that came to my mind around what you just said. Number one is the power of a formula when you're working smarter, right? So you just gave a framework, a formula. And it's like, why not do anything else if you can trust somebody like Emily that's gotten such amazing results for her students and her membership? Formulas are everything. Also, if you're a business owner, developing your own frameworks, models, USP, all of that sort of stuff. And just sticking with that will help simplify what you're doing. Secondly, great point. You just said something really interesting I've never thought about about tips and tricks. And when you're teaching tips and tricks, because there's a lot of, as you said, you work with service-based businesses that aren't trying to attract a client to learn from them, to take training from them. That's not what they want. But I've never heard anyone describe it in the way you just did, where tips and tricks are actually not like, hey, come and learn more from me. It's a validation piece of that they know what they're talking about. That was gold. Thank you for that. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) But I think, yeah, we've got to remember what industry we're in. Yeah. And there's a lot of noise, I think, with the online space, but you got to know, okay, am I in the online space? Am I in the coaching or online program space? Or am I in the service space? And then what's relevant for me? Mm. Very, very good. Okay. We're going to swing back around into the (laughs) overwhelm space. (laughs) And Mm. I know, gosh, I love that you're simplifying your business to spend time with your new bub, but I'm sure there's plenty of moments of overwhelm that have come up throughout this process for you. Many months, many months, not moments, months. (laughs) So what are some tips or tools or rituals that you do to support yourself during these moments of high stress or overwhelm? Yes. One of the things that I find really helpful when I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just so much to do is having a list and it's nothing new. It's old advice, but just being like, okay, what's going through my mind right now? Let me just get that down. Also, I have Trello, which I find, you know, there's any platform that you can use really, but 
I have Trello and I can kind of write down in there. And what I actually did for myself was have, okay, what are 2023 priority projects? If this year is a success and I'm really happy with what I've created or executed in this year, what projects are they? And then I keep coming back to them when I have ideas or they feel hard to do or whatever it looks like. Okay, what did I say to myself I wanted the focus to be this year? And then from there, because they're kind of big ideas, from there, then breaking them down into, okay, this project, what are actually the exact tasks involved? And then in Trello, but again, really any platform, I'm sure you can do this, breaking those down. And then you can cross out once you've done those certain things. It's very satisfying. <laughs> so then you can put a strike through. I'm like, okay, I've done this. I've done this. Or I'm, I have an online assistant, an online business manager. So I can then delegate and ask for help with things too, which I really would struggle to do, I guess, what I'm doing now with the business and the time I have available if I didn't have some help there. So that's a, I guess, yeah, a huge part of supporting me is actually not doing it all myself as well, because I just, I couldn't right now, my business would massively have to change, I think, just to stay on top of everything. So really, really important for me to have someone that is helping me and also getting out of my head when I get overwhelmed. Okay, what am I actually getting overwhelmed about here? What do I need to do? How can I just write that out as a list? How can I then go into the details of, okay, well, what actually needs to happen there? So it's not a big Uh, what's the word? Really intangible thing, but Mm. making it very tangible. Okay. These are the 10 or however many steps. And then as I work through them, it's really satisfying to then be able to go, okay, strike through, strike through, strike through. What's next? What's next? So that's one of the things that I do to help myself. Get it out of your head. So then when it's out of your head and in front of you, do you ever then look at it and go, oh my God, how do I get through that? And then what do you do When it's all in front of you, like, do you have a delegation plan or do you have a way of sorting and filtering through those in priority levels? How do you deal with it once it's out on Trello? Yeah, I think I could definitely get better at this, but I do have, so I have kind of at the minute, the big focus for the year. These are the core things. There's only really three things on there. Then I have the priority list and then I have the nice to do list as well. And I've got to be honest with myself. Okay. Is this, most of the stuff is really a nice to do. <laughs> and there's a few things there that are the priorities. And I have a bit of a saying that I need to remember more that I often remind my students of is doing the hard stuff or the boring stuff rather than the fun stuff first, at least. And I think it's just, oh my gosh, so much of business is having the, and I think I said this right at the start, is having a lot of the basics in there, but we just don't do them sometimes. Or we forget about them or we stop doing them for some reason and we go do the more shiny object things. And then if we just did some of the more basic marketing things, we would just keep seeing more results. It's funny how like in business, there are fundamentals that have consistently worked over and over and over again. And we also know in our businesses, if we took a moment to go, what's worked in the past, keep doing that. But yes, we all get so caught up with like, the newest social media platform that's yes. threads that's just launched from Facebook or like, oh, my head, where do I go? Shiny object syndrome. Absolutely. It's challenging, right? To shut that part yeah. of our creativity, entrepreneurial brain off and just know what we can focus on. <laughs> There's another little saying I have there is also don't jump fast, see what lasts. I don't have the time right now and I haven't really, because I guess this is the way that I business. I kind of even when I had probably more time, I tried not to do this, was not immediately jump over to the new things, the new platforms, the new divisions of those platforms. 
But let other people do that, test them out. And then if that seems to be a strategy that is continuing to work or being actually effective, then perhaps I'll explore it. But I think that helps protect my time and my shiny object (laughs) syndrome thing too, is just not being someone that quickly jumps to the new thing. It's like, okay, let's just focus on these priorities on my list that I have already identified first. And maybe if I get through all of them, then I can explore them. Well said. Okay. So we're going to do one last little conversation and that is around you. Now, of course you offer a marketing training. You have this beautiful membership in your podcast and you're great at delivering content. But what makes you different, Emily? What makes you unique? Let's say what makes you outstanding from other people in the space. Well, it is a bit of an awkward one to answer about yourself. I always get that as a response. But let's all be better at it. Yes. There's a reason why I asked the question. <laughs> I like to think that I make things simple and practical. And that's how I deliver value, really. I'm someone that I like to know the how, not just the what, but the how. And so I hope that and I try and my my intention is to help people as much as possible with, okay, this is how you actually go ahead and implement this into your business in a really practical, simple way as well. There's not a lot of people that can honestly really teach the how from start to finish out there. So having that gift is extraordinary, I would definitely say. And also just having this conversation and just seeing what you're up to in the past. I know that you're good at simplifying. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Heather. Yeah, of course. You guys, Emily's really amazing. If you're wanting to go and learn more about your content, your marketing, especially if you're just getting started, but also if you're anywhere in your business phase and your growth. Emily, tell us where people can check you out, your membership, your podcast, where do they learn more? Yeah, thank you so much, Heather, for this opportunity to chat with you and have a bit of a yarn about marketing and business. So really, you can just look up my name, Emily Osmond. My website is my name, emilyosmond.com, podcast, The Emily Osmond Show, Instagram. And yeah, come over, say hello, let me know you tuned in. I'd love to connect with you. You guys have to, and you have to go watch the video on YouTube so you can see Emily's amazing earrings. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) A little bit of a teaser there. I love it. (laughs) Yes, you got it. So any last tips, ideas, things that have come up throughout this conversation that you want to leave our listeners with? I will leave with something that I say a lot and remind myself of. It's probably... I kind of came up with this little phrase, whether I came up with it, I'm not sure. But anyway, it is connection over perfection. And I think it's so easy to feel like we have to have everything perfect with our marketing or our business before we then take action and put something out there. Same with our content, which we've spoken about in this episode as well, in terms of I have to have my whole content strategy mapped out before I put anything out there, perhaps. And just coming back to the fact that let's just build some connection with our audience. Let's just put something out there, even if it's not like the most 100% perfect thing you could ever absolutely create, but let's just get that draft out there. Otherwise, it's just probably going to stay sitting where it is right now for the next month or the next year, and you're never going to get it out there. So get over as much as we can that idea that everything has to be perfect and just start taking action. And that's how we're going to build momentum. So connection over perfection, I like to think. Thank you so much for that last thought. I'm sure a lot of people needed to hear that right now. So thank you for being here. Thanks, you guys, as always, for tuning in. I'm sure you got some amazing value from Emily. You definitely want to go check her out online. So go over to her website. (laughs) And thanks, Emily. All the best, everyone. Talk to all of you soon. Thanks, Heather. 
Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.